Hi, I'm Terry Naturally. And I'm Dr. Lynn Wagner. And I have over 50 years of experience and knowledge in health and nutrition. And I'm a medical doctor with a passion for holistic health. We come together to offer you unique viewpoints and expertise as health advocates around topics that deal with today's health concerns. And always for your good health. So let's get into today's topic. Welcome. Welcome. Yes, you too. Welcome. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. This could be. A, I think we have a fantastic day today. Oh, we will for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's always a good day when we start off talking together. I agree, hundred <laughs> percent. I so, think we have both something different to offer. Definitely for the same kind of topic or subject. And the same. Um, I would. I don't know. If passion's the right word, but uh, the same heart behind it. Yes, I would say. absolutely. Yes, but we approach it in a different way. Hundred percent. Yes. So, um, I came up with the idea for today's topic. And I was floored when I heard it. <laughs> right. So, I wanted to talk about financial wellness. All right. And the reason being is that when I work with patients, I briefly touch upon finances. Obviously, I don't dig into what their finances are. It's none of my business. But I touch on that as a point of stress and balance and wellness. Yes. Because when you're financially solvent and feel secure in your finances, it allows your body, I think, to be in better homeostasis and for you to have your optimum health. Absolutely. It reduces a lot of stress. Definitely. Um, and so I, you know, as someone who has a lot of wisdom and has done well yourself, I thought it would be really nice to share with our audience your experience um, with financial wellness, uh, any mistakes you've made, good things that have worked for you. Um, and I guess we can just go on from there. Mine is a very simplistic answer to through the subject of finances. And? Oh, you want to know more? Yeah, <laughs> I do. Um, Give it to me. You know, it's very simple. Um, I don't have any high degrees in education. I'm a strictly an entrepreneur. I'm dyslexic. Um, and my really, when it comes down to the bottom line, is my financial advisor is God. And God has said, in his wisdom, that if we tithe, that means if we give away 10% of our profits or income, uh, we'll be highly successful. And he will return to us uh, bushel baskets of success and rewards and finances. Is that before or after taxes? Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know a thing about finances. Really, truly. Um, I have been involved in health and nutrition for over 50 years. Um, still to this day, I don't know how to read a uh, P&L or a budget. Um, I don't care about finances at all. What I care about is doing the best I can to help other people. And I let the finances fall where they fall based on what God's promise is, that he will return the tithing. And tithing is 10%. So I have given 10% away of my money uh, for as long as I can remember. Uh, it's like, you know, people say, I want to be loved, I want a friend. Well, you can't have anything until you first give it away. If you want a friend, be a friend. If you want love, love somebody. You have to give away what you don't have, what you lack, in order to have what you would like. So give away money. Um, and I've been successful all of my life. Uh, I probably have been more successful than 
You know, I, I graduated the bottom of my class. Mm-hmm. I think there was 148. I was in an all-boys school. So I was in a class of about 148. And I was, probably was on the bottom, bottom number of 148. When I took my SAT test to go to college, which I was told never to go to college, Jerry, because you are not equipped <laughs> to go to college. You are you do not have enough uh, skills to right. enter college. Right. So I took my SAT test because everybody else was going. I wanted to go with my friend. And I out of 184, I was 185. <laughs> <laughs> I was below the bottom. <laughs> Uh, and I tried college for a couple of months, and uh, it, it proved me right. Yeah. I should not go. Okay. But that doesn't mean you can't be successful. And I have goal setting. I have goals. I have done goal setting all my life. What I wanted to achieve, it's like um, what you what you believe, um, and you seek after it, you will achieve. So. I have set goals all my life. I've achieved all my goals all my life. And I don't even think about how much money do I want to make because it just becomes part of the whole success piece. It just happens, right. And I probably have made, I I probably, I don't even know. I don't even want to say what I've made. Right, right. Tell me, I've never ever worried about. You've never had a, right. It's never been a stress for me because I've always had the money. Available. So, in in a, in a business sense, though, in household finance and things like that, then did you always just have people helping you to do the financial things and the taxes oh, yeah. and the yeah. running your big business? You, mean, you can't run. I can't run a business by myself. Right. You have to have some very very wonderful people on your team, and some of those people are you know they're they're in purchasing, they're in accounting, they're you know your financial advisors. Right. They they show you at the end of the month. They show you at the end of the year. They show you quarterly. All the facts, uh, I could care less. Right. Uh, if you do the things that um, will be helpful to others and make others successful, then you become successful. You have to pull people along with you. You have to push mm-hmm. people to reach their level of expertise or their level of success. And then we become successful. As you help others, it helps us. I mean, so this is a complete spin on, on the way I've approached finances or thought about finances in terms of, you know, when, when you ask for help or you're looking for help, it's always set a goal for how much money you want to make, um, work to make that much money and then set your next goal to make more money. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean that, that you have it. No, but I mean, I think, I, I think what I'm saying with you is that it's, it's, it's less of a putting a form around it. So, so there's so much form we put around how much money we want, what kind of things we want. It's greed based, I would say. Well, it's not bad to want things. No, no, but but it, it would be bad to to covet those and to love those and to to be upset when you don't have those. But yeah, you can you can want a brand new home, you can want a brand new car, right? You can want good great things for your kids. You want them to go to college. Correct. You can have goals, and I have I've said I said goals all the time, and I. I go over those goals every day. I think about them. I focus on them. But it isn't the finances I focus on. Right. I focus on the goals. And you can have, you can have financial goals. You can say, you know, by the end, here we are in 21. You can say by the end of 20, 2025, I want to be, you know, I want to have a million dollars in the bank. Mm-hmm. It's okay to have or those kinds of goals. Or be able to retire or right. fund my child's and college. I, or... I want to be retired successfully. Right. right. And I do want to mention, 
Um, there's a really good book out there that I think everybody should read if they're interested in tithing, but go to the Bible. The Bible really tells you how to tithe and what it will bring back to you. But Mark Victor Hansen, who is the um, author and the coordinator of all the chicken soup for the soul mm -hmm. books, he didn't write all of them, but he came up with the whole concept mm -hmm. and it has been highly successful mm -hmm. for him. He wrote a great book on tithing. And if you look up Mark Victor Hansen and tithing, you'll find the book, read the book. But I, I ran across a gentleman who got to the point where he was tithing 95% of his income because his income was so huge <laughs> that the 5% was all Took he needed. Care. That's incredible. Was all he needed. This was a true story. Oh, he only needed the 5%. Wow. Tithing is, is, a, is I can't say more about tithing because you're giving away. Right. And that, that's what God's promise was. If you give away, you know, I believe God is my financial advisor. And no, I totally agree with you. I just think, you know, when you're someone who's more of a, a numbers and I don't know how to describe it, but um, you're spinning it in a whole different way because it's always about how much can I save? How much can I hoard? How much can I get? And it's a whole new concept of it's how, how much can I give? Right. And that's so much better, obviously. Right. And so much, it feels, I mean, it feels so much better. And from a health perspective, if you're someone who's constantly worrying about the bills and the money and how are you going to get more and how are you going to pay this and more and more and more and more, it's a stress on the body. It is. Absolutely. And a huge stress on the and body. And you don't have to be. There's another great book out there called Trust God for Your Finances, uh, which is a great book to read. That's another one to read. Um, but, you know, I think even when I, you know, my accountant will come to me and say, hey, here, here's what you have here, what are you going to do there? I say, you know what, just trust Jesus, don't worry about it. So what would your answer be to someone who is listening to this and is saying, oh, come on, Terry, you got your head in the sand. Most of us can't live that way and just trust Jesus and expect to have bounty. Yes, what you would can. you say to someone? Oh, absolutely, you can. <laughs> you just... Because those are God's promises. Right. You know. God, Jesus was the greatest motivational speaker in the world because he, it was all on belief. As you, it, it done unto you according to your beliefs. What more do you want? If you believe, if you, if you believe and, and achieve, you will succeed. Um, is, are there certain books of the Bible that you could reference that would have the best information on tithing? I know that's a tough question. So if you don't know the answer to that one, it would be very understandable. Uh, I think it's in Malachi chapter three, I think it is. <laughs> wow, okay. Malachi chapter three. Um, so so if someone's listening to this and they are just stuck, they have credit card debt, they have either a huge mortgage or they don't have a home, they're trying to live paycheck to paycheck and pay their rent, um, and they're looking at their life and saying, how am I ever gonna dig myself out of this hole? What would you tell them? I would say gold. I would sit down and say, how much money do I need in order to get me out of debt? Mm -hmm. uh, what should I pay down monthly? Build a plan, but have a goal that by um, 22, 23, 2023 or something, I will be debt free, be positive about it, write in a positive goal, and then focus on that, think about it, and read it every day, knowing that there's something miraculous about goal setting. Mm -hmm. If, I agree. if people don't do it, they're missing one of the biggest advantages that I can offer. Set your goals, 
Um, read them every day. Think about them every day. Speak positively about them every day. You know, it, it, what you what you um, what you dream about will eventually become your reality if you don't give up. You have to be tenacious. You have to have you have to have the ability to stay with it. You can't give up. You can't do it for a week or two or a month or two and say, oh, that didn't work. You just have to be that way. And, you know, I wrote a book on goal setting. Mm-hmm. If anybody wants it, they can have it free. I'll send it to them. They'd be more than happy to. It's the seven keys to unlimited personal achievement. Uh, it's how I started out. Mm-hmm. And my goals were very, very small in the beginning, but as I saw them, wow, wow, wow. Everyone was accomplished and achieved. Right. Um, so then I started big, bigger goals, more lofty goals, and pretty soon there's no limit. It's in the, there's no limit. It's beyond the sky, it's beyond the stars, it's beyond the universe. This is chicken soup for my soul today. Oh, well, great. <laughs> no, okay, so the next question. What about someone who says, you know, Terry, I come from a total crap upbringing. My parents had nothing. They're drug addicts. I, I was abused. I've got nothing and I'm depressed now. I've got trauma. I am just stuck. What would you say to them? That's where I started. Exactly where I started. Um, my father was an abusive alcoholic. Uh, there was no drugs in the family. I don't think there was drugs around anywhere. Right. Um, you know, my family was, my mother and father never said to either my sister or I that I love you. My mother always said, you were not wanted. You were, you were surprised. We didn't want you. Um, we lived in, I, we didn't even have a bathroom until I was in high school. We had a toilet in the house, but nothing else. Um, you know, it, 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 we, we were dirt poor. Mm-hmm. And my mother and father didn't have anything. And we didn't have anything. Um, so I, I don't think anybody could say that I had an easy start. No. But I had a fantastic life. Right. Because I changed it. Because I knew what I saw I didn't want. I knew what I, when I was, when I was, I was, when I was a teen, I would lay lay in bed at night and dream of a beautiful home, which we didn't live in, and having a nice car, doing some of the things, being able to have things that that other people had that I I saw in books and magazines Mm -hmm. and movies and why, why do they have them and I don't have them? So I set goals. This is what I want in my life. And there's nothing that I've ever wanted in my life after I started goal setting and tithing. I mean, it, they're the most two powerful principles that I could ever share with anybody is to set your goals. Because most people spend, spend their choices on food and what they're going to wear for the day mm-hmm. and, and not what they're going to be someday. Mm-hmm. You can be anything you want if you want to be that bad enough and you want to take the time and be tenacious. And but we have people always putting us down. My mother and father, oh, you can't do that. You're too, you know, you're too dumb, you're too stupid. You know, all the all the criticism that that is pushed on you and, and people don't want you to be successful. They don't want you to be financially successful. Uh, we came from a bad uh, poor financial background. Why would you want to be better? Right. Everybody puts us down. Right. Well, and I think there's a lot of conditioning that people just kind of live, live in this Groundhog Day world where it's the same thing every day. And they don't realize that you can just look a different direction. Yeah. And look that direction, think that direction, and then you'll move that direction. 
right? Yeah. It's not, it's not that hard in theory, um, but sometimes it's so hard to get out of that stock pattern. Um, what about risk? So, you know, as an entrepreneur, personally, I, I understand that there's risk that comes with wanting to grow yourself in a business or as a person in the world and whatever you're trying to do. How did you approach those types of things in your life in the same way? Well, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to take risks. Right. Big risks. Mm-hmm. But you also know that you have God behind you. Mm-hmm. And, you have, and you're still tithing. And you're still ghost-setting. So the risks become smaller because you have all that power behind you. You know, you can look at all the promises of what God has told us and what Christ has told us. And nothing's impossible if you believe that's what the bottom line is. Right. So I can do this because God said, if I believe, and I believe in myself, I believe in God, I believe in my goal, I believe in what I'm trying to do, and it's a worthy goal, and it's going to be helping other people, um, it's something that should be out there, um, it's going to happen. Uh, and I believe that, and I think it's impossible to fail, and some of the most impossible things only become possible after you do them. Right. Um, can you, can you think of one example of something where all the odds were against you and you did it anyway? My whole life. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. That makes sense. Yeah. Actually everything. I mean, everything's been against me. Mm -hmm. You know, I did come from a very good start. We were financially poor. Um, I didn't have a, but you know, things happen. Uh, uh, Dr. Lynn, things happen to us. When you start goal setting, you start looking to the future that you, I call it God. Some people might say it's universal love, mm-hmm. it's karma, mm-hmm. but things happen to you that you would never, ever, ever be able to achieve unless you have that goal setting. Miracles. Somebody, some things come out of the woodwork. People come to you that you don't even know right. that offer you an opportunity or, or give you something that you never expected because you have this... You have your vision and your focus on the goal, and you don't need to know everything else. Right. Because you're focusing on the goal. You may need a piece of something to make that goal work, and that piece will come to you. That person will come to you. That accountant will come to you. That other person will come to you. It's just, it's like, I have a piece of the puzzle, but I don't have the whole puzzle put together again. Mm-hmm. But everybody's going to bring me a piece of that puzzle and what it puts together, I have my life. Mm-hmm. But then I would also say, I've, I've read a lot and dealt a lot with um, people doing goal setting and vision boards and things like that. I think one of the things people have to also remember though, is you don't just like set the vision and then sit there. <laughs> like, no, you don't. You have, you have you're obviously work. a very hard worker. Like there's a lot of work that oh, comes I, behind I, it as well. I work 14, 15 hours a day. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to sit home and watch TV. No. Yeah. <laughs> you're not just going to journal and meditate. Nothing wrong with meditating, right. but you know, there needs to be some action. I have, so. I have a, a, a Facebook friend that says, Terry, I can't believe all your traveling. That's, that's my dream. I want to do that when I retire. I want to be able to do what you're doing. I want to do what you're doing. And every time he Facebook something, he's fishing. So, well, <laughs> unless, you, unless you want to invent something fishy. Right. Okay. If you want to do it, find a new lure or something for right. fish, but you're not going to get ahead if you're going to be fishing every night. Right. Yeah. So I think hard work is definitely important. Oh my gosh. Well, and the other thing um, I was going to ask you about too is um, I think some people also look at, at things and having bounty and having success, especially lately, almost as a negative thing. You know, there's a, there's a, call right now for things to normalize and equalize a little bit and people that have a larger display of wealth or things 
are getting a little bit of a bad rap. I don't agree with that. Oh, I don't at all. Um, who, who do you think is helping the world right. are the people that have the money? Right. You know, unless they do something crooked, but good people with lots of money is going to really make this things. world run. Right. No, so I think that's the difference. You know, there's there's people who have bounty and have access and squander and do really bad things with it, obviously, and get it in really bad ways. But I think... Um, you know, the beauty in, in someone like you or someone who's done really well, but then continues to tithe and pay back and be a member of boards and, fill, you know, a philanthropist in the community is is so powerful and and is really what makes the world go round. Yeah, I think if we equally distributed the money amongst everyone, then nobody needs to work. Right. And nobody needs to invent anything new. Nobody needs to start a new business and work 14, 15 hours a day. Right. You have to want to be able to accomplish some things and provide uh, service to those that are in most need. And that's what good people do. I mean, they make a difference in an effort to contribute to the world rather than just saying, well, I'm getting, I'm getting my share and I don't have to do anything. Right. And, and if you, if someone listening to this, isn't the entrepreneur type mind, cause not everyone is, you know, that's a very right. distinct personality type. Right. You have it. I have it. Um, but I also think that you can be the person who is comfortable with a factory job that they go to every day, but they can still have goals and visions. Oh yes. That are just going to be different than what yours and mine are. Um, but, but totally okay. And they should still have those goals and still have those visions. And, um, you use all the same concepts to get where they want to go in their life. Right. Yes. Um, but sometimes they uh, become too complacent. Yeah. That's the problem. True. True. Um, but they can also move up the ladder wherever they are by goal setting. Right. I mean, if they started at the bottom, uh, in their company, uh, you see that in a lot of, a lot of companies mm-hmm. where they start, uh, you know, as a sales, as a salesperson, they move up the ladder to the national sales representative. You move up to eventually to the CEO of mm-hmm. the company. Right. It can be done now, but goal setting. Goal setting in every situation improve that situation. Well, I think this is a good one. So hopefully the audience got a lot out of this. Um, you know, I think I always like to give people takeaway things that they can do starting today, this minute, right? Right. I would you agree with me? The first thing is just sit down and actually think about what your goals are. Think about where you want to go. Think about where you want to go. Think about what you want your life to be like. And who you want to be. Yes. And who you actually are. Yes. Because most people just need to be who they actually are. Right. That's a simple thing. And they become nicer. Yeah. <laughs> be nicer, right? And and always I would say this is where I try to go all the time. If I feel if I'm feeling like emotionally I'm kind of stuck or I'm just it's not in a good way, lead with love. Lead with love. Lead with love. And that always wins. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and if you're not feeling that way, if you're not feeling good. It's, it's always something that you need to do with yourself rather than trying to change those around you. Right. That's a whole other concept. Yeah. But. Yeah. If you want the world to change, we, we, we need to change first. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that good. was good stuff. That made my, it's going to make my week really, really nice. Fantastic. So, thank great. you. Uh, great job. Excellent. So nice to be again with you. We'll see you soon. Yeah. So you soon. Bye. Bye.